you're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. Glory to God. Amen. Thank God that it's a covenant keeping God. Amen. And his covenants are everlasting. Praise the Lord. You know, the Bible says in Isaiah 11 verse 9 that the whole earth will be filled with the knowledge of God as water covers the sea. The knowledge of the Lord. The knowledge of, of Jesus Christ will fill the entire world as water covers the sea. And you are not the ones that will carry the knowledge there and share with the rest of the world. That's a beautiful thing about redemption. Hallelujah. The knowledge of the Actually, it's supposed to be the knowledge of the glory of God. There's another part of the Bible that says that as water, as the water covers the sea, the whole world will know about our Christ and what he has done for us. Hallelujah. Because, you know, the Bible says in Colossians chapter 1, verse 19, that in him dwells the fullness. Everything about God is in Christ. And when we gather to worship in church, or at home, it's all about Jesus Christ. So again, in Colossians 1, 19, then in Colossians chapter 2, verse 9, the Bible talks about, the Bible says, in him dwells the fullness of God. <laughs> Amen. You know, we're talking about wisdom. And if you study Colossians 2, 3, the Bible says that in him are all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So there's no wisdom outside Jesus Christ. This is why Saints can walk in supernatural wisdom. Now, look, look at this one says, let's start from that, uh, 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 that uh, Colossians 1 19. Colossians 1, I go back to chapter 1, verse 19. The Bible says, chapter 1, verse 19. Yeah. For it pleased the Father that in him should dwell all fullness. God is pleased that everything about God is in Christ. Now, chapter 2, verse 9. There's a reason why we are saying this. And we have to understand. Hallelujah. Chapter 2 verse 9. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of God and bodily. So Jesus said to the disciples that if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Because the fullness of God is in Christ. So when you see that throne on that day, the one that sits on it is Jesus Christ. This is why no Christian will stand before white throne judgment. So many Christians don't know. Christians will be standing before the judgment seat of Christ. There are two thrones. The whole world will be judged at white throne judgment. And the Bible says if any man's name is not found in the book of life, it's lost forever. That's where the whole world will stand. Now, this is what we need to know. Ah, ah, can I plead with everybody here? Try and be around on Wednesday. I'm being stirred in my spirit that henceforth we should begin to do very anointed meeting for Wednesdays and very deep Bible study. It will still take the same 40 minutes of speed, but um, you know, we can actually spend more time in praying to bring forth the word of God in a special way. You must know beyond the regular day-to-day -day Christianity that many practice. Christianity is deep. And there are things that when you start applying your heart to, the things of the world don't mean anything to you again. And I might share a bit of it today. If you are 
every day if you are pursuing this. Interestingly, when you do, other things of life will submit to you. But they will not take your attention. What, what, what that Bible says that, you know, that a name, comes, a name are all treasures of wisdom. There are so many treasures in Christ, but many people don't even pass through the door, not to talk of getting into the innermost part of Christ. There are treasures. Part of the wisdom in Christ, common sense is just a minute part of it. What they say is not common. <laughs> so Christians, we, <laughs> are you following me? So all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Any kind of knowledge and wisdom. Now, when we read last week, I told you that the Bible says that when God, when Solomon had an encounter with God, the Bible says Solomon was wiser than all men. We read that in 1 Kings chapter 4, you remember? He was wiser than all men. The Bible gave some names. For he was wiser than this one. He was wiser than that one. And the Bible says his wisdom surpassed the wisdom of Egypt and the wisdom of the East. So, you have the wisdom of Egypt. Bill Gates and so many other people. You have the wisdom of the East. Buddha meditation. If you read books on Buddha, very powerful. That's a level of wisdom. But the Bible says Solomon surpassed them all. So God recognizes that he's giving wisdom to other people, not only Christians. But there's a superior wisdom. Say amen. amen. So in Christ, all treasures, the little that Buddha knew, the little that everybody, civilization started from Egypt, the little that they understood. You know, it's amazing the kind of men that live in those days. Have you ever asked yourself what technology they use in building the Tower of Babel? In the primitive days of men, how, how did they do all these things? No kingdom has been able to build an equivalent of Solomon's temple with all the civilizations. How did, what did they use to build the silos that they used in Egypt to store food for seven years? As early as that time. I get what I'm saying. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, they knock and show us things. But, you know, this morning and maybe for seconds, I'm being pulled to um, one of the reasons why we explain uh, why the practical aspect of wisdom or the, the common sense aspect is very important is that, see, if you take wrong decisions in life, you become so weak that you start fighting battles that you have no business fighting. And your energy, energy is neither created nor destroyed, it's converted from what is true. You can use all your energy to fight a battle that you have no business fighting. One of those battles is death. Death. People taking wrong decisions and borrowing money and hoping that they can do a business that they know no jack about. They just gamble. I just need to, and, and you know, I receive calls. And I see charts on Facebook. And I said a bit of that on Wednesday. Somebody's never done a business of 200,000. He's asking somebody to borrow him 3 million. And he gets the money. He just believes that if I do this, it will work. I will make, and then it crashes. That's how he put John from bridge into water. And I've told people, take life easy. You are going to live long. Don't rush. So much is happening when you think nothing is happening. Are you following me? No matter how anointed you are and how prayerful you are, you cannot cut down process. A woman will not pray and give birth to a child after one month. There is a period, nine months, 
So it's around that period. It can be eight months. It can be seven. It can be a little more than nine months. But everything God has created, you cannot fast and pray and command a bamboo to grow overnight. No matter how many angels told you about your son, your son will become one, two, three, four. Even if they say he's the deliverer of the whole world, he will grow up. He won't become one and then move to ten so that the plan of God can be fast. Do you know what I'm saying? So if God has said that this boy will do wonders or not, no matter what, he will still have to pass through process. Not even Jesus bypass the process. You will be one, you will be two, you will be three. Once you try to climb something beyond yourself, there can be moments of quantum leap led by God. You will know. Now, what makes this difficult is that so when you say the other time that once in a while God can say something or he can have an opportunity, everybody believes that the one they are trying to do is that once in a while. And they get into trouble. Too many people are fighting what they have no business. I, I saw a guy. He was earning about 290000 or so. Not so much for him where he was working. And he felt that there was something that could fetch him more money and he resigned. Oh, poverty hit him like. And to get another job became a serious problem. And you see this over and over again. Then it becomes the battle of their life. From meeting to meeting, praying for breakthrough. Who asked them to do that? This is why one has to be very careful. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, <laughs> Amen. You know, we, once in a while in the church, we need to say this so that you can be free enough to work in these other parts. There are deeper things. Otherwise, all you read in the Bible, you start reading your needs to the Bible. And you're going to have... <laughs> the Bible is this. Everything is about you. From the Bible is God's story of Jesus Christ. That's all. So Jesus Christ, in fact, that will help somebody. The best way to study your Bible from Genesis, even Levitical, look for Jesus. Jesus is in every part of the Bible. Everything is pointing to Jesus Christ. When Adam was created, he was the first Adam. Jesus came as the last Adam. The same, everything God was doing in Old Testament, he was actually prophesying and giving a prototype of Jesus Christ. When Adam slept and his wife was brought from his rib, that is the church coming from the side of Jesus Christ. That was when he was on the cross, so the spear entered the side. And water and blood gushed out. And when you are born again, you are born of water and blood and you are born again. So, God brought Eve from the side of Adam. God also brought the church, which is the bride of Christ, from the side of Jesus Christ. Isaac was a child of promise. That's another kind of Jesus Christ. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? Jacob demonstrated redemption. God was just using all of them to say what he would do later. When the angel appeared to him and changed his name and said, from today, you are no more a common man, a supplanter, Jacob, but you are Israel, a prince of God. God was just telling us about new creation reality. If any man be in Christ, it's a new creation. A con man's name was changed overnight and he became a new person. Hallelujah. Are you getting what I'm saying? When he got to Joseph, just the same story of Jesus. Loved by his father, hated by his brethren. The same to Jesus Christ. Loved by God, hated by the Pharisees. And he went to Egyptian's house. From, you came from heaven to earth. And from that place, he went to prison. Jesus also went to prison, went to hell. And he rose, Joseph rose from there to become the prince of Egypt. And he sat at the right hand of Pharaoh. Jesus sits right now at the right hand of the father. And Pharaoh gave him a wife. God gave Jesus a bride, the church. And you are going to see this and this. When he got to Abraham, the same thing. And four people 
uh, at the beginning of the Bible, very important, make counts with them. You have Adam, you have Noah, you have Abraham, and you have Moses. Now, the fifth person that God had the covenant with in the Bible was King David. And every covenant, there were terms and conditions, and they were sealed. The only covenant that was not sealed. Okay? So, he made covenant with those five people. So, there is everlasting covenant. There are seven covenants in the Bible. And the last one is the new covenant. The last and the least. The last and the, I mean, the final one. So, <laughs> amen. Every covenant, the only one that was not sealed was the covenant that God had with Adam. And it was not sealed. It was supposed to be sealed by the tree of life. If when Adam ate that tree of knowledge of good and evil, if he ate the tree of life, redemption would have been impossible. God would have been completely helpless. Man cannot be redeemed again. Because covenants by nature are eternal once they are sealed. So when he got to Abraham, he told him, for, for Noah, when he came out of the ark, the seal was the rainbow. The terms and conditions, he told him, number one, all covenants must involve bloodshed. So Adam's son came from his side. Noah used animal. As soon as he came out of the ark, he sacrificed. And when he did, the rainbow showed. And God said that when I see this sign, then water will never flood the earth again. He said, that is the token of my covenant, the seal. It's what witnesses this in, and it is what reinforces it. And he told Noah, anybody who kills must be killed. When he got to Abraham, the same thing. He gave him the conditions. Then he said that you must seal it with circumcision. They almost gave them laws as a seal. David's son was praised as a seal. And in the New Testament, the seal is the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. So all these covenants are. Because God, is, he, he can only deal with man on the basis of covenants. And this formation, so all through Old Testament, it was actually playing the story of Christ. This is what God is interested in. If you read Genesis very well, it's not, <laughs> amen. And this is also what the devil is after. From the moment man was, man made that mistake and it was written or it was said by divine verdicts that the seed of the woman will bruise the serpent's head and the serpent, the serpent has been waiting for the seed of the woman. The seed of the woman was not Cain or Abel, but they were going to give back to something and Satan's effort has been to corrupt the seed so that the Messiah will not come. And he kept doing that. So God kept rejecting people, picking one person to protect that seed. If you study Genesis chapter 4, very one chapter, you are going to discover that there were two streams. Cain killed Abel. Abel was the seed. And Cain killed Abel. And Satan has been in the business of doing the same thing ever since. That's why the persecution of Christians across the world, even in civilization, and nothing is being done about it. Hallelujah. And as soon as Cain killed Abel, the Bible said that no murderer has eternal life in him. So the seed could never come through a king. So that's the reason why Adam and Eve had to give back to another son called Seth. And Enoch and everybody God dealt with in the Bible. If you study Genesis chapter 4, God started talking about the energy of Cain and stopped. Then he started with Seth. And Enoch and Adam and Abraham and everybody came from Seth. Because God ended the line of Cain. 
and rejected them and started a new line. Now, as soon as the line of Seth started, after Enoch, the man that worked with God, the knowledge of God became lost on that again. By the time they were getting to Abraham's father, everybody was worshipping idol again. And history has it that Abraham actually refused to join them in worshipping idol as a young boy. So Abraham preserved the seed. So God called him. That's why he told him, leave your father's house. You are the next person that the seed will come from. And of course, he was able to command his line, Isaac, Jacob. And the line considered it was Joseph. And then later, Judah. And if we check this, what God has been doing. So of all the sons that David gave back to also, it started with Solomon. It was a seed. Everything was about preparing the Messiah. Because a seed will come from him. The Bible says a seed will serve him. And shall be accounted for generations. This is what you find. Maybe some of you are looking at me. As if, <laughs> as if I'm talking in a, in a, in a seminary. <laughs> are you? <laughs> did you hear what I've just said? See, what makes it interesting? This is, this is it. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. Was, thank you, Father. If you apply your heart to stops like this, Christianity is awesome. They make you great, bold, powerful. There are so many things that the Spirit of God will want to show you. But if you are too conscious of needs, this is why taking right decisions very, very important. I believe as I'm speaking, there are people listening to me who are fighting temptations. Temptations to do this, to do that. You know, where is that I challenge them? And I told them point blank. Saints all over the world should demonstrate the beauty of our Lord Jesus Christ wherever we are found. But in Nigeria and in many parts of the world, we have saints who stand for nothing in public places. And it's because that is what materialism will do to you. You keep seeking on how to gratify your selfish desires, and when you do, you don't care about the kingdom. But if you are kingdom-minded, at the end of the day, thou shalt be blessed. I get what I'm saying. At times, you appear to be on the spot. Nothing is wrong with you. Don't be quick to start believing that something is wrong with you. Sometimes it take, takes years for something substantial to come from your life. But when it does, it's going to be very big. Very big. If care is not taking you, start binding and losing and start believing that uh, some forces are at work. All because of what you are hearing around when there is nothing wrong with you. You are too powerful for the devil to handle. One of these days, maybe if we get there on, on Wednesday, we might get to talk about the very beginning. Adam was the first man created, but Adam was not the first being created by God. So there was actually a pre-Adamic world. I get what I'm saying. Yes, this, is a very, this is very, very important. You must understand where Lucifer is coming from. It was actually given. Said the, the, what Adam was given was actually originally given to Lucifer. That was the reason for the hatred. And that was why Adam gave everything back to him by mistake. And that was, that was, that was a kind of treason. It was terrible. So in the world that existed before then, Lucifer was on. That was why he said, I will ascend to the heavens and I will place my throne above the throne of God. That means he was on earth and God was in heaven. So it was actually the first being that God created, the archangel, that, was a, that covered the throne at the same time was responsible for the beings on that here. Well, they say it was taking the worship of men to God and bringing the answers from God to men. 
until iniquity, and the Bible says it was perfect in all his ways until iniquity was found in him. So the pre-Adamic world was destroyed when Lucifer was cast down. He actually invaded heaven. And when the coal failed and it was sent on earth, the whole earth was destroyed. So when you hear scientists saying that, they can, they, that dinosaurs inside forces of rock, and they are right. There were animals that predated man. It is true. So when they say the earth should be about 14 million years old, it is true. Man is about, man on earth, about 6,000 years. But the earth was before man. We don't know for how long before that destruction took place under Lucifer. But his rebellion caused everything to fall and to fail that time. Some angels were taken to prisons as fallen angels. Why some demons were taken to abyss. And that was where everything started. So when God created man, Lucifer was, so he had to make a garden specially for man. And Lucifer was the outer darkness of the garden, roaming around. And then he found his way to the garden and he just go. He could not, as if God left him there for Adam to punish him and dominate the heart. Satan couldn't make Adam sick. He couldn't get a dime from Adam. He couldn't take, couldn't do anything until he got that Adamic authority from him. And when you watch what Satan is doing across the world, it shows how powerful Adamic authority can be. And that's what Jesus Christ has come to restore back to humanity. But we haven't fully understood it. This will let you understand the purpose of the church, why we are here. And it is the church that will finally bring an end to Lucifer. The church deals directly with Jesus Christ. The whole world deals with God. God is only concerned about two things, Israel and the church. Now, Jesus doesn't deal with Israel. God deals with Israel. Jesus deals with the church. Are you getting what I'm saying? So they are going to stand before God and be joyful rejecting the Messiah. Those are these, that's what will happen. One forty-four thousand of them will be saved. There will be serious persecution against them, but they will survive. But the church deals with Christ. So, for all I care, you might be shocked to hear that the rulership of Antichrist might not extend to some nations. But let's stop there. <laughs> His direct concern will just be God's precious people. Yeah, it will affect certain people. So, um, when we get to rapture, the rest we're talking about all these things. You know, <laughs> Amen. When you talk like this in some places, all they want to tell us seven steps to prosper. What is my business? What happened before in that game? <laughs> well, you see, you cannot know how to function except you know where you are coming from. You must understand history. Why are we here? And why all these troubles upon humanity? What is going on? If you do not know, you will not know how to navigate your way. Your knowledge will be shallow. And when you are not shallow, your power will be drastically reduced. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Have you heard me today? Yes, sir. This is why, see, if you want to study the word, and you are bombarded by too many things, you've not paid rent, you've not done this, after people will come and tell me that they want to get married, and they say, I want to borrow 600,000 from somebody. Why? I want to rent a place. What is the problem where we are, we are staying now? It's a, a mini flat. The Lord taught me, if you are patient enough, some things you are trying to get now, very soon you will be in a stronger position to get them. One, at times if you wait for just six months, just six months, some things will go down, the price will go half. That's what the Bible said, that the followers of those who through faith and patience inherit the promise. They go together. The problem many Christians is that you follow the testimonies of other people. 
when they come out to tell you that overnight God did this and this happened, when people tell testimony, they don't tell you details. It might have attempted four times. It worked the fifth time. You are hearing and you are jumping into. You have to understand. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. They should, we should get to a point where you hardly make mistakes. The perfection of Christ has set into you. That the spirit of wisdom guides everything that you do. And in order to do that, you must be patient. The spirit of God cannot lead the man that rushes. That's why I said I lay down the cornerstone that those who trust shall not make haste. If you are too hasty in your ways, it becomes difficult for the Holy Spirit to guide you. Because sometimes he doesn't talk as early as you think he should talk. But remember, time submits to him. All the time is going, they're asking me for an answer by Monday. That doesn't move God. He can never be under pressure. Both the one that is asking you for time and those who are in charge, their life is in his hand. So he doesn't see any reason to rush. When God appears, that is the time. The Bible says he makes everything beautiful in his time. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That's why a woman can't be laid for marriage in God's plan. Or for childbirth. It can't be. Jehovah doesn't make mistakes. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Other people might be concerned that time is going. That doesn't happen to God. When I study history, when I, when I read about great people in the world, it will shock you. Some became billionaires. They never touched. They were never millionaires until they crossed 65. Some people. Some people started becoming a household name from age 20. And by 40, they fizzled out. Some other people at 49. Different. God does not rush. And remember I told you on Wednesday. Somebody can be your best friend. Somebody can even be your wife or your husband. Your seasons are not the same. Two friends can go to school at the same time. And they are the same age. One might be in harvest season. Why one is in planting season. The seasons are never the same. So somebody can be in this harvest season and then you and your planting season and you are friends and you are always together. It takes wisdom to understand that for my life right now, this is what I ought to do. So the sons of Isaac were given wisdom. And the Bible said that they were able to tell Israel what to do at what time. That means there is always what to do per time. There is a time to learn. There is a time to deploy what you have learned. There is always a time to be close to many people and there is a time when you don't need friends. It's important. The Bible said the art of the wise understands understand times and seasons. So one of the attributes of a wise man is that he can actually discern what is going on. He will know that at this moment, I ought to start saving and not spend. And he will know at this moment, well, I should reduce my saving, I should do more of helping and spending. It's art. He will just know what season. This is when I need friends. This is when I don't need friends. The heart of the wise. So in Christ are all these treasures of wisdom. When we know it, argument will die in homes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It is this same wisdom that guides us knowing when we should talk and when we should not talk. Sometimes we are communicating more by being quiet. Amen. 
Praise the Lord. It is true. Is someone blessed this morning? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Wisdom is the principal thing. Seek it with everything in your heart. And it comes by the word. Second service, I will tell you about. If I get there, I will get to talk about. Because ah, I'm trying to see how we can get into the spiritual aspect. But today, I'm, I'm led to. But I will talk about some things about prophetic word, maybe second service. But I'm, I will repeat a few things, second service also. Because what the Spirit of God is just telling me is to actually tell people stay away from parts that are not good for you. You know, all over the world, this is what people can't get away from. What, that, that's most, and this is how many people even wreck their own soul. Um, many of us are married here. Some are not. As soon as people start going out together, you know, I, I hear all sorts and I see a lot of things in the world. Sometimes believers forget to know that we are different from the people that are out there. You are dating and you are doing everything every other person is doing because you think that is how society is. Make no mistake about it. Every time you choose a wrong path, you lose something. It is true. Temptations are real. Satan doesn't tempt you except there is something big coming ahead. Don't miss it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. This is very important. Every married man at one time or the other, you are going to face different temptations. See, be careful. The moment you go off the mark, you're bringing a lot of battles into your life. And your strength is reduced. Your speed is now limited. Drastically reduced. When you should be flying, you start walking. So everyday decision part of the work of wisdom is to guide us. There are people to cut away from. That's why the Bible says that the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. It's not wisdom. It's just the starting point of it. Wisdom is deeper than that. Job chapter 28. Death said that I have heard of it. He said this. He said it's not in me. He said where can wisdom find? He said the eagle's eyes have not seen it. It started by saying that there is a vein for silver and something for gold. He said, under the earth as it is like bread. And he said, he set an end to darkness. He said, wisdom can cut water from a rock. That means a man that operates this, nothing is impossible for the man. He said, but where can wisdom be found? So, death told the man that we've heard about the gist of that guy called wisdom. He said, destruction said, we know about him. We can't handle him. He said but to the sons of men, he said that this is wisdom. The beginning of it is the fear of God. That's the starting point. To reference him. Maybe the middle part of it is actually to fall in love with God. God's word is God's wisdom. But then there is also the spirit of wisdom. I get him. Praise the Lord. He said, to man, he said, behold, this is the latter part. Start from verse 1. He said, surely there is a vein for silver and a place for gold where they have, when they find it. Next verse. Iron is taken out of the earth and brass is mold out of stone. 
He setteth an end to darkness, and he searcheth out all perfection, the stones of darkness and the shadow of death. The flood break out of the inhabitants, even the waters forgotten by food. They are dried up, they are gone away from, the, from men. As for the earth, out of becoming bread, and under it turn up it were fire, as it were fire. The stones of it are of place of suffers, and it, it had dust of gold. There is a path, now it's beginning to talk, which no fowl knoweth. Which the vulture's eye have not seen. The lion's web have not trodden it, nor the first lion passed by it. He put forth his hand upon the rock, he overturns the mountains by the, by the roots. Mountains can stand this people. He cut it out rivers among the rocks, and his eyes see it every precious thing. Now he's talking. He binded the floods from overflowing, and the thing that is it, he bring forth to light. Then he says, But where shall wisdom be found, and where is the place of understanding? Next verse, man knoweth not the price thereof, neither is he found in the land of living. The depth saying that it is not in me, the sea saying that it is not with me. It cannot be gotten for gold, neither shall silver be weighed for the price thereof. You can read books, yes, you can get some knowledge, but that's not the deep wisdom we are talking about. Amen. Because you can't buy it, but you can buy book. It cannot be valued with gold of offering, with the precious onyx or, or sapphire. Move on. The gold and the crystal cannot equal it, and the exchange of it shall not be for jewels or fine gold. No mention shall be made of Korah. Go to verse 19 or 20. Where is then caught wisdom, and where is the place of understanding? Go on. Seeing it is hid from the eyes of all living and kept close from the fowls of the air. Go on. Destruction and death say, We have heard of the fame thereof with our ears. God understands the way thereof. See, this is something very, very deep. Something happened to Solomon when God appeared to him in the night. By the following morning, something happened to him. He started giving parables that I behold the fool. He just understood the difference between the simple, the fool, and the wise. Three types of people. And in every day, any decision you take is under this category. You take a decision as a simple man, as a fool, or as a wise man. Every decision. The simple are just natural people. <laughs> they are naive about many things. They follow what the press and what it puts it. You just know, okay, this is what the fools are foolish. But then there is the company of the wise. Glory to God. Let's all stop here this morning. Thank you for listening to the teaching of Pastor Shola Oshumakinde. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Twin Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m., while our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.